episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Uh, my name's Tyler Martina. I'm from Northern California, but I've been in Southern California forever. And uh, yeah, I got a shop called Mr. Inkwell's right next to Long Beach in Los Alamitos. Mm. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Awesome. You were just telling us that you guys have a pretty big team, right? For, you said about 15 artists down there right now? Yeah, yeah, we do. We started off a lot smaller than that um, about six years ago. And then um, as we've grown, we've like taken over the place next to us and brought more and more artists to the team and all that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. How big would you say the average like studio is as far as like artists wise? Um, does prob- it vary? Yeah, it varies. It's probably like maybe like three to four artists or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, depending on like time and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of independent studios out there now too. So it's just like a single artist, but, uh, we definitely would probably have one of the bigger shops. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm. Where'd you grow up in NorCal? Um, I grew up in Squaw Valley. So like where the Donner Party ate each other. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know about the Donner Party? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are, you're my great, great, great grandfather. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ate my great, great grandmother. Right. <laughs> Luckily, no relation. But yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Right. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. How yeah. many siblings did you grow up with? Um, just me and my sister. She's like older. And then, um, yeah, that, that town, like that area, is literally, when I was there, the population was less than a thousand. Oh, wow. Tiny. Yeah, and so I used to visit Southern California, like on vacation, because my aunt lived down here, and I was like, when I get older, that's where I'm going to move. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you move out here? Um, I think I was like, maybe like 24 or something mm-hmm. like that, so yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I've been out here ever since. Yeah, you know? what drew you out here? Um, the weather definitely like Northern California has got beaches and like beautiful nature and all that stuff, but it's like overcast a lot and Mm. it's definitely cooler than here. Yeah. And then like, here's just, I mean, it's like why everybody comes here, right? It's just like a different vibe. Like everybody's trying to do stuff all the time. It's Today it's not sunny. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's funny because as a guy that like I did move around, but I spent most of my childhood here, it was always I never had the urge to be like, oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like we need to, you know, everybody goes to college and stuff, and they're like, we're going to New York, we're going to Texas, we're, mm. you know, going places. I just remember being like, that's not a good move. But like, okay. And then, you know, they go for a year or two and they're like, fuck, I gotta get out of Arkansas. Like, yeah. I gotta get back here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think there's a reason why most of the people like like why it's so densely populated here it's because it really is one of the better places and the environment you're in and like especially the weather like yeah. it being sunny it makes you so much more productive right. than being in like a like a uh, environment right. yeah know, i mean the weather i can for sure relate to because we just got back from sweden and it was it was it wasn't horrible like it was sunny for the three hours it, the sun was out <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's cold, it's snowy and like during the fall, it's so, it's like this every single day and worse and windy. And like, I, I just, every time I go there during the winter, I'm like, I know why I can't live here anymore. <laughs> like I can't, I can't stay here for a long period of time. I got a question for you. Were you like, 
I don't want to say surprised, but I've been telling you since we got together, like, hey, when it's shitty out, I don't do much. Mm -hmm. Like, I flat out don't do work. If it's a sunny day, I'll outwork everybody. Yeah. I'll go 16 hours, don't give a <laughs> yeah. fuck, and just, like, keep going and going and going. But that much darkness in Sweden, oh that God, much you coldness, were sleeping a lot. I didn't do a fucking thing. It would be like, hey, dinner's ready, and I'm like, ah, just put put a, you know, put mine in Tupperware, and I'll get to it when I get to <laughs> Slide it. Slide it under the door. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just did, and then you're getting a little upset, because you're like, I'm like, I'm telling you, babe, if we went to fucking Thailand or something, I'd be up all the time. But, like, the environment is so important to yeah. me. Like, how important is environment to you? Yeah, it, it, totally. That's a, So, I lived in the Virgin Islands for a while, too. Mm -hmm. Like, awesome. a couple different times where you have sunshine the entire time, yeah. right? But in the Virgin Islands, it's, like, it's pretty, like, humid and super hot, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, that almost gets you, too, right? It's, like, I lived in Las Vegas, too, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when it gets so hot to a point, even though it's sunny, again, it's, like, hard oh to get gosh. your brain to work. Oh, like, I don't understand that part. I think I that's you. I cannot do the desert. It's, like, yeah. since his parents live out there, we go there every, you know, pretty often. The summers, I oof, I can't do the love heat it. like that. I love it's it. It's crazy. Oh, if it could be 105 every day, no. I'd be like, oh, this is the shit. Like, <laughs> no. my favorite thing, honestly, was like a Lake Powell type of vibe where you're, you know, somewhere in like Arizona and where it's the desert, but yet you still have water to like cool well, off Well, that's in. different, but yeah. Vegas doesn't have that. Yeah, it's you're right. still, there's not even a breeze. It's just, it's just <laughs> like you're in an oven. It's pain. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with there being a water source nearby right. too. Like, because you know there's a possibility of relief mm -hmm. but when that isn't there it's almost <laughs> like you're like yo if the power went out we would just all die yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah horrible yeah. Or, i can't do that or some of the weirdest things too as a kid in vegas was when the ac would go out for like a day or two oh, no. and i remember like the nighttime i'm just like you're just you have a fan on it's nothing but just hot air coming. it's like a blow dryer basically because yeah. it doesn't even cool down really like no. it's still 97 degrees out at yeah. night oh, well yeah God. that's the weirdest part you like wake up like six o'clock and you walk outside and you expect it to be like a little brisk out and you're like oh it's still not below 90 degrees <laughs> horrible no i can't do it no, that's yeah. wild what took you out there to the virgin islands what were you doing out there so um my story my whole story is just kind of weird how stuff went but it's like because i kind of just go with the flow of like when life like shoots me something i'm just like yo all right let's see if that works out yeah. you know okay. what i'm saying like basically set a plan and then follow the steps to go and stuff's going to change, but usually it works out. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I got really into marketing. So when I was really young, I was, it was all tattoo stuff. We were like at my friend's house. We were like 15 tattooing each other. And so I'm 39 now. Mm -hmm. And so that was before, like no one here probably remembers it, but like at one point there was like one tattoo shop in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And then there was like one tattoo shop, like, there, it wasn't like now where everyone was tattooed or whatever. Okay. So me and my friends, his dad was a tattoo artist. And so we're like, yo, your dad does these tattoos. Let's mess around with them and mm -hmm. like try to figure it out. And there, you couldn't go on YouTube and be like, this is how you tattoo. Mm -hmm. So it was just this really weird process of like practicing. And we tattoo each other. And like, I remember 
like this little spot, that little fatty part in between your thumb and your finger, if you're listening to this. Uh (laughs) Like we used to tattoo these little weed leaves there and we (laughs) tattoo them just so barely that after like a month they would come off. Right. Like, and so they didn't stay. And that was like my first experience with tattooing. I was like, let's tattoo little weed leaves on us. And the funny part is, is the one came off me. It's like never there anymore. But the one I did on my buddy, apparently I was pushing too hard when I was doing it. Because he's like this really accomplished, like award-winning tattoo artist who has like amazing tattoos that he's done on himself. And then he has this like crappy painted <laughs> Like a pirate, like an old pirate yeah, tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's kind of funny. But um, but yeah, so after that, it was like, there. I felt like there was really no like future in like doing that. It was just so hard to get in it. And like, we were always working on it. But at that time you made like, zero money right mm-hmm. it was like there just wasn't it wasn't like accepted like i remember i was younger and had a lot of tattoos and people were like how did you earn those like what did you do i'm like i don't know like we <laughs> earned them because like my dad's friend's a tattoo artist we learned how to tattoo but <laughs> yeah yeah and so like yeah i did that kind of stuff for a while and then i was doing all these like odd jobs and i've always been into like hip-hop too and almost like skateboarding like the whole tattoo culture but at that time it hadn't really like taken off like and this is in northern california too so like it was all subculture stuff right Mm -hmm. and it's like how do you get this in the mainstream and at the time i was always doing that like as my hobby right like and then doing other jobs and at this one point this person's like dude you know what like you're pretty easy to talk to you should like try to sell cars Mm -hmm. and i was like what Mm -hmm. like I'm like, I guess I'll try it. And I went and did it and was terrible at it. Like, <laughs> like the first month I made like below minimum wage and like, <laughs> and I didn't love it. I'm not like, like I drive a car. I definitely like to be able to like travel, Yeah. but like. Nobody's passionate about selling cars. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I mean, just cars in general. I'm not like, like I'm like, it has an engine. It goes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Like it, hopefully it won't break down. Right. Like, or whatever. You, Tesla guy, right? Is that what you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. I actually got that on a side note to not have to go to a car dealership. So Mm. I like the last car dealership I went to, it was just the most annoying thing ever. And I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And I was like, yo, you could just buy a Tesla on the phone. You literally just open up your phone. Like if you're hearing this, Elon, hook me up. (laughs) But you just open up your phone, pick what you want. And then you just go pick it up. It's like that easy. Yeah. The financing's done just like in one second on an app. That's crazy. You're ready to roll. Wow. I like that. Just when things are easy like that. We saw our first cyber truck here in Long Beach like two days ago. And we're like, oh, that thing's fucking cool. Like that is, you know, it looks like a big refrigerator. But it's cool, yeah. yeah. Did you see the video where, like, the guy puts a carrot on the hood and it just cuts the carrot? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that one? It's like a finger test. Yeah. Yeah, like the hood comes out. It's pretty aggressive. Like, keep your kids away from the edges and stuff. Or it's a learning experience. Wait, if you touch it, it'll cut your finger off? No, no, no. When you have the hood up or maybe one of the doors or something like that, when it comes down, it's such a, like, fine line that it cuts. Like (gasps) It's like if you had your finger in the window and, like, it came up, but it's, like, way kind of sharper or more aggressive right? yeah like and it's like i don't even think it's like doled out it's just stainless steel that just straight up goes oh like that it would just God. like cut right through your finger Ooh. yeah but you know it's funny i don't even but know the buying you... experience is great yeah <laughs> <laughs> other than that this is really great yeah. so that's cool i think but, that's something that we can dive into as far as like you're talking about the subculture 
aspect of hip hop, of, you know, tattooing, of art, of just like pop culture in general. It's really cool that, I don't know, it's cool. How do you feel about it that the fact that it is a global thing now? As far as we go all small town in Sweden and somebody's yeah. listening to Tupac or somebody is wearing Nikes or, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, my Air Force Ones or this and that. And it's like, well, that's fairly new. It's pretty cool to see things like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, same like when I went to Greece, like everyone was like dressed like us. Like right. I'm like, oh, I guess like that's the part of being in Southern California, I guess, or California in general is that like we set the tone uh-huh. for what the rest of the world looks like mm. <laughs> because all the movies are made here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, I, so I'm definitely a fan of like the culture growing and all of that stuff. Cause it leads to like a lot of really good opportunities, but one thing with like, so growth, right? Everybody thinks like growth is always a good thing or like movement is a good thing. Well, like movement in every direction isn't necessarily progression, right? Mm-hmm. Like it could be a little bit of regression. And I think that's what you get when something like explodes. Mm-hmm. So you get like... When I was younger, we used to call them like posers or whatever, but right, you get like a lot of commercial stuff that's like a real watered down version because they don't know where it came from and they don't know what the roots are and like they're just trying to do a money grab basically, right? Like, so you get that, but then you also get a lot of these guys who like never would have like been able to make it and would have had to go and sell cars or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. being able to do what they love for a living. And then they grow these mini like cultures. Like that's the best part about the internet too, is you can find the specific niche and then people find you and you can make a living doing what you want and like show what you got out there. And then just like Tesla, like what we were talking about, if you make it easy, like how the internet does, right. Then they'll find you like and and that's what i like about technology and growth is that you can make it easier and easier to find a good artist or whether that be like hip-hop tattoo all of that because you have like the galleries up like in the olden days you go to a tattoo shop and you're just like i hope they're good right (laughs) right yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of funny you talk about making it easy too because i think i'm the worst guy at that as far as like I'll see a really cool shirt uh, on an ad or something on Instagram. I'll click, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm buying this hoodie, right? If they have to make me put my card in, it's already a no-go. Like, you know what I mean? Where, or I'll tell you, be like, hey, babe, can you put this card info in? But yeah. if it's Apple Pay, oh, I might buy two. You know, like, yeah. it's so easy. Just double click. There's my address. And, yeah. like, it sends in. But, yeah, the root thing, too, as far as, like... I'm really big on that too, as far as like, okay, we can see you shoe culture, right? We see all these uh, foot lockers and this and that popping up, right? And you find like these really cool Nikes or this and that, but you also have to know like the reasoning behind why shoes and sneakers are even cool, right? It's like, okay, hey, we got a bunch of ghetto poor kids that couldn't afford nice things, right? So it's like you get to the point where now athletes are growing up in the 80s and the 90s and shoes become popular, right? You want to keep them clean. You want to keep them crisp. Like that's part of your identity is shoes you have to know the roots of things like that right if you're talking about jordans or something like that you have to know that like the first shoe was banned right and then like that blew it up that does stuff like that this guy becomes the greatest athlete of all time like you have to go into the roots of shoe culture you just can't be like that's a pretty purple one right and then like i'm in the cool kids club now it's like no you got to take the time with skating with like tattoos things like that right to really have pride in what it is and then be able to kind of push that movement forward or help like add to the growth of that culture, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's so easy. Like 
if you're part of it to sniff out, like it's not even sniffing it out. Like you instantly know when somebody's just trying to do a money grip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what For I'm sure. saying? You're like, oh, this is what this person's doing. Like it's like if it's like trying to write a formula for being an artist, right? Like I know um they do that with like radio songs, right? They have like this little thing that they play it through and then they're like, this is going to be a hit. So we're going to promote it. So um, remember that, remember when Outkast, when they did that split album with like Andre 3000 did one and then um, Big Boy did his own. So he did Speaker Box and Andre 3000 did The Love Below. Mm -hmm. So remember that Hey Ya song that, hey. So they were like, this song is going to be a hit. It like checks all the boxes And then they played it and, like, no one liked it. They were like, yo, like, this is, like, wild. Like, Mm. I don't even know what kind of music this is. And so what they did is they just played it forever. And, like, they did it on, like, the Super Bowl. And then everyone's like, yeah, I guess I like it because I've heard it enough times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's an acquired taste at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now he's got the flute album. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But he's a real dude. I'm not saying anything wrong about it on here. But I'm saying, like, people really try to do that. It's like... I like Drake for sure. Like he he kills it or whatever. But he like most deaf was just like recently talking about it. He changed his name recently. I don't even I can I don't remember what it is, so sorry. I didn't even deaf. hear about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. he's got like a but he was like, it's kind of he wasn't like this is gonna sound like a burn, but he was saying like it's like a department store hip hop. Like that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like like you listen to it in there and it gets stuck in your head and you're like, okay, and like everybody likes it. Right. And so that stuff's cool too. But like then when you get down to the real and and that's the stuff that's for everybody, right? But then there's the stuff that's for like the real hip hop heads. Like so you got like Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, like Zarface, like all those people. And people are like like for example, Dell, that's like Eminem's favorite rapper. And I bet you a billion people have heard of Eminem mm-hmm. and never heard of Dell the Funky Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Let's go there. Who would you say are maybe your like top five favorite artists of all time today? Like dead or alive. It doesn't have to be in any order, just like you throw five guys out there. Who you got? Okay, so cannabis. A lot of people are gonna probably say like, oh no, nah, because he kind of fell off at the end. But cannabis at the beginning, that was who LL Cool J was talking about when he said, "Mama said knock you out." He's mm. talking about knocking out cannabis. Um, but <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They always had these little beefs, but he was really good. Um, he definitely fell off in the future, but he's like he shaped a lot of the hip hop that I like. Uh, Mob Deep for sure. Like yeah. those first albums. Wu-Tang, of course, like, (laughs) because of everything that sprawled off of Wu-Tang, like, there's just so much. Binary Star, I like a lot, and they only came out with, like, one album. I like Shirt. Is that five? Um, Oh, you know, I love Griselda and everybody in Griselda right now, so they're from upstate New York, so it's, like, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, all those guys, uh, West Side Gun, Royce to Five Nines always killed it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I a good list. Yeah, I know. I could like go on forever. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's cool. And yeah. it's funny because like based on your list, you can really see how your personality is. Like you're definitely not sort of a mainstream type of guy. Not a department store guy, right? You're <laughs> yeah. like, you do the work and do things like that. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I think it's so funny too, just talking to like, let's say my dad, right? And you're, you're closer to my dad's age, obviously, than mine. My dad's like 44, somewhere around Five. there, right? 45, somewhere in there. But 
it's nice to see all the music that he grew up with and then maybe only 25% of the guys carried over to my generation, right? <laughs> like, you'll be a guy that's like, oh, so-and-so made it. Or like, no, no, we're still listening to Cube and Snoop, definitely, but <laughs> so-and-so didn't make it. He'll be like, oh, what about this guy? I'm like, yeah, no, he's not getting streamed like <laughs> at all. Like, he's actually dead. His career is like dead. You're like, what? That yeah. guy? So it's just cool. That's my favorite thing to see is like, who made it and then who didn't? You know, who crossed that kind of timeless path that's going to continue to get listened to? Who's living forever and then who's kind of just like, you got to do the work to listen to them a little bit? No, yeah, for sure. Like my daughter, so she's always listened to hip hop since she was younger. But like more of the mainstream stuff that was popular when I was younger, she'll hear it and be like, like I remember a few years ago, she, I've definitely played some Tupac for her, but I mean, I've heard Tupac forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like... And then she listened to it. It was like, it was like the changes song, I think. And she's like, dad, have you heard this song? Have you heard of two? I'm like, yeah, dude, I've definitely heard that song. How old is your daughter? She's, uh, she's 12. Okay. She's 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's when I started listening to like music, music too. Yeah. yeah 12, that's where 13. most people get into it is yeah. like around that time. And then you start like finding your own jams and stuff. Like yeah. That. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like the biggest thing you've learned about being a dad? How has that changed you? I learned, so this is going to sound probably bad and then good. So like I learned that, so like when I was there, like when my wife was in labor for, I don't know, it was like something like 21 hours or something oh, wow. like that. Wow. And so I was there the whole time, but then like the doctor had to leave. It was the middle of the night. So I like delivered my daughter mm. with the nurse. Oh, oh wow. wow. And when she came out, I was like, like, cause I didn't, you don't know what to think if you like haven't ever seen a kid right. being born. Like, so when they come out, their legs are like kind of bent this way. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, the kid's deformed. Right. <laughs> like that, like, like that's what I thought to begin with. And I was like, I can't tell my wife though, cause she just gave birth. <laughs> and so I was like worried about it. And I never got that like. You know how people say, like, oh, the first time you see your kid, you like it's like this big spark. Like right. literally that never happened to me. I was just <laughs> like, I I knew a kid was gonna come out and I was just like, oh, and it turned out that leg thing's normal. They like sit in the womb like that, they're like straightened out or whatever. <laughs> and then like after that, it was just like chilling with her and having fun. But the thing is, is like they're cool, I guess, when they're babies, like, and you put music on and you influence their life and you can make them cool or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, it gets better and better. That's like the cool part. Mm -hmm. The older they get, the more they know how to do, the more awesome they become. Because oh, for a while, it's like, they're worse than even like a dog. Like, they can't walk. <laughs> they can't, yeah, they can do nothing. And then like, they get cooler and cooler. And like, right now, I'm like, coaching my daughter's football team she's like the quarterback oh that's cool. like, oh, fun yeah yeah we're like killing it we just shut out the last team we played okay, hopefully they're not go. listening you guys played a good game but, <laughs> but well, yeah. did you guys pick your own little team name too is it like a well so it's flag, flag. Yeah, yeah it's flag because nfl flag so you get an nfl team and got it i'm from northern california so the niners okay right. there you go. yeah, yeah the, you big niner fan uh, oh yeah for sure yeah well, I, I love the Niners. let's see i think they got the lions right yeah yeah, yeah. So. i i think we're favorite by seven points and the weather's supposed to be good so yeah that because that's when brock purdy seems to not do well like the last game when it was rainy like the balls don't come out how how they should so good weather i should be happy with that. that's gonna be a good game honestly yeah. coming up here because it's when one of those it? things where it's like it'll be this weekend oh yeah but it's the um divisional not the divisional the 
Yeah, divisional championship. Yeah, so yeah. whoever wins this gets to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. But it's really cool when you have matchups like this because it's who's better on that day. Mm. Like yeah. that's really what it comes down to is like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's favorite or whatever. But like who really, you know, sacked up and yeah. showed up and wanted to win today. So yeah, yeah. love that. This Does is- your daughter like hanging out with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, not as much as she used to. She used to just yeah. be like, like one time I, she, I think she was like in first grade. She like, they're like, Who, what's your favorite thing to do? Your favorite food? Who's your best friend? Right. And she put my dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I like took a picture. I yeah. like saved it. I was like, awesome. So now she like hangs out with her friends and she hangs out in her room a lot. But yeah, yeah when we do stuff together, she's always having a good time. Good. So. That's cool. Because yeah. I used to think everything when I was around that age, everything my dad did was embarrassing. <laughs> Super like, don't do that. Like, stop embarrassing me. Like, go away. <laughs> like, ooh, don't do that. Yeah. But that's good. That's like hanging out with you. You still feel that way about your dad a little bit, huh? No, what I realized was if I, if he does something, if he's dancing in the store, like something really, like really embarrassing, you know, if I cared, if I like had an, you know, gave him a reaction, he would keep going. He'd be like, oh, okay, you, you know, but if I just like acted like I didn't care, he's like, oh, okay, it's not, it's not as fun for him. So I, now I'm like, if he does anything that's embarrassing, I'll just, You've learned right. to ignore your yeah, dad. Yeah, I'll just be like, <laughs> okay, funny. whatever, keep going, you yeah. know? Tell us how you met your wife. Um, we met, strangely enough, in Central California, like in Fresno, mm. and it was at a bar, and that was like, that was where, you, that was like the tinder of when I, <laughs> yeah. it was bars, like that's what you did, you go out to a bar, and um, I, it was funny because I was supposed to move to Florida like a month before that, and then my buddy that I was supposed to move in with some stuff happened and he's like, I'm going to move in with my girlfriend and all this. So it ended up not working out. So at the time I had like all this money I had saved up for moving and I had sold my car and like, I was kind of just like partying like during that time. And so when I saw her, she was with my buddy. She was my friend's boss at the time, actually. And so she worked at Urban Outfitters. She was like the regional manager or something like that. I don't remember. Sorry, Tam. I know something like that. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, I saw her and she looked dope. And her, like, I, and her eyes are like really green. And they like caught me. And she had like dark eyeliner around him. And it like kind of like gave me those butterflies, which had never really happened before. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, I got to talk to this girl. And when I walked up to her, I was like, I like your eyes. They're really dark. It was like the t- worst thing to ever <laughs> say, right? And then she was like, okay with that too. And just kept talking to me, which worked out. And then essentially we almost hung out like literally every day since then until like now. Like obviously there's thing, times where I'd have to like leave for work for a few days mm-hmm. or whatever. But like free time in general, we hang out like every day. It's like my best friend. That's, for nice. That's cool. Does she work outside of the home? No, she works at the shop too. So okay. she does all of the like what I call boring stuff. So it's like the stuff she likes, but it's like she does all the payroll. She does like all the admin. She'll schedule people. Mm. She like does all of that stuff. And then luckily I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, it works out. That's a good thing about actually having a significant other that you work well with is you can expand because it's like the yin yang, right? Like it's like one person's good at one thing. One person, I know there's overlapping things too, but it makes your like ability to like have an impact on the world so much yeah. easier because you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that part. Or yeah. I like that. Yeah. Has there been any times where it's been pretty hard to like work with family like that or it's just been a pretty good 
experience the whole time because that's what we like to hear about yeah. is you know we're we're building some stuff here too and you know we're kind of like oh do we want to kind of go in together should we go on separate paths like that's kind of one of those things that we go through so how do you attack that so yeah i think there's there's always challenges in anything right and there's like there's different ways that like so if you're used to working with like a bunch of like tattoo dudes or whatever like the way you talk to each other <laughs> is definitely different mm. than how you want to talk to your wife when you're working together. And sometimes when you're like busy, you're like, dude, just fucking do that. Blah, 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 like normal. Yeah. And then you're like, you can't, it's like with a kid too, right? Like you can't, there's certain ways you have to change who you are. Like not exactly who you are, but you have to think like, all right, I want something done. I'm going to have to, to get to the same result ask it in a different way right. or go in a different way about right. like figuring it out. So that is one of the things. But as time goes, like I think like legit me and my wife have now been together like 17 years or something mm. like awesome. that. So it's been a long time. It gets a lot better, but there's still always like, there's going to be those little breakdowns like on one side or the yeah. other every once in a while. That's, and then mm -hmm. you just forget about it. Right. It's like, you know the person really doesn't hate you and you know yeah. you don't hate them. So it's like go for a walk really quick and then get back to it. And I think that like different projects are cool. Like if you want to do that, but it is so much more effective. Like, cause she does different things. She does photography and all these different things. And then I help her like with the thing that I'm good at. Right. So I'm good at online marketing, like setting up websites and making things easy that way. And then she helps me on my projects in those ways. And I think that's like, I mean, it's like having a high paid executive assistant for both of us. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's really nice. I like what you said because that has been one of my biggest realizations of 2023 as far as communication. Like with not just you, but just like people in general too is I was very just so direct, like the most direct guy and just aggressive and just... I don't know if I have like an alpha mentality. I'm not trying to control or dominate people. I'm just like, hey, this is how I think it. So like fucking get it done. You know what I mean? Like stop being a bitch and get it done. But it's funny realizing talking to you because it's like, I just wanted to give you like the best Amazon gift ever, right? Like I don't care how it's packaged, right? Like it has a smile on the box, here it is. But you're like, no, I want a Christmas present. I want it wrapped. I Like the delivery of the message is oftentimes just as important yeah. as the message. And it just blew my mind because I'm like, I don't care. Just give me my Christmas present in like a fucking poop bag. Like I don't care. Just give me, oh, cool. We got this. Well, because for you, you need it to be very direct. If I talk to you, like I can't ask him a question of, can you get me water? I have to tell him, get me water. Because he's like, well, I'll say no if you're asking me a question. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I have to be very direct with him. But I am not the same way. Like, you you don't just tell me to get you water. Like, don't, like, you ask me a question. Hey, can you get me water? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, it's very different, you and I. Mm -hmm. And I think you thought that the way you need to get spoken to is like, oh, yeah, Hannah yeah. needs it that way too because it's kind of funny it's like the way you're doing it, it seems like somebody's trying to work an angle like mm. that's where i'm looking at i'm like hold on now there's a lot of words what did you say i have to like decipher what went through and then if you're just like go get water i'm like oh that's simple i can do that yeah. like that's an easy task but that's something that like as time i like that like we'll get better and better at that yeah. hopefully but <laughs> well yeah and it's with everybody too it's like everybody has their own style like me so i'm like a real like I lead by example mm. and then like I'll tell stories to somebody rather than like be like, hey, you need to do this. Like I'll tell a story and be right. like, blah, blah, blah. And like, cause I don't like a lot of rules, right? Like I hated school than being like, 
oh, you can't get up and go to the bathroom or you can't. Right. I'm like, why not? Like I could manage myself, <laughs> yeah. right? Like is I feel as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're getting the job done, then you should be able to do whatever right. you want. Like, and like I said, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. So like if, for example, like when I went to school, like I'd go to school, get my work done. I didn't want to do homework because I'm like, yo, I get A's on the test. Isn't that what matters? And mm-hmm. then I'd go and par- skateboard and party all night and go to bed at two in the morning and then wake up and be at school on right. time. Like it wouldn't affect it. But like there's a lot of people where if you give them that freedom and you don't give them instructions, like they just fall apart. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you need to be like, yo, you need to live in these guidelines. And that's the thing you learn. Like, it's like, everyone's different and that's because people for me at least people working together is how we do amazing things Mm -hmm. right like when you're younger you want to be all by yourself at least I did I'm like I don't need help from anybody this this and that and I think that's because you're creating yourself right like you need to destroy the old world to create a new one right Mm -hmm. and so you do that like hey I'm not part of your plan like dad you're annoying like (laughs) I don't like teachers right like or whatever and then you go do that and then when you get older there's all these like-minded people and then you have to go create a world again and it's like the way you do that is with a lot of people like the like i know this is like obvious but like the pyramids didn't like weren't built by a single person right, right? right. like they a- got a allegedly bunch- no right. i know <laughs> they were built by a single alien ship. <laughs> and that's my whole point yeah <laughs> that's funny i want to hear more though about sort of how your team is operating how you guys are running the shop like the favorite thing we like to hear about is let's say you have a restaurant or something like that we love just hearing how the system runs like all right we start at five and then we make the sauce and then the sauce we cut the bread and then oh and then the kitchen staff comes in at 6 30 and we start rocking this so it's like how does a normal day of the shop kind of flow and um you know what is that like how does that hum look yeah so we the the way we do it so the shop opens at 10 closes at 8 sundays it's 10 to 5 the reason the tattoo shop hours are that way is because anybody showing up after eight o'clock, right, is is drunk usually. Mm. But, like, and a lot of tattoo shops stay open until midnight because they're like, let's do these drunk people's right. tattoos or whatever because they're more apt to do it. Like, number one, someone being under the influence when getting a tattoo is like they they bleed a little more and all that stuff. It's like messier it's thinner to do. or what? The yeah, like maybe the blood thins out, but also like when people are drunk, they act drunk. Like yeah. they're they're just right. like like I want people sitting there, like not like moving around all <laughs> wild, like not being aggressive or like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like huh. we want the vibe to be fun, of course, but like we want it to be like responsible, like we're all professionals yeah. in there. And so, like, that's why we do the hours that way. And the main thing we do at the shop, just in general, like, every system we have is put there to make it as easy as possible. And so each person working is doing what they're the best at, Mm -hmm. right? So, like... Because that was when before we opened the shop, what was happening? I was getting tattooed by my buddy David, the same dude who I messed up his hand for like, <laughs> and I was like talking about his shop that he worked at. He didn't own it, and he's like, "I was like, man, how much money do you make here?" And he's like, "I don't know, man, like twenty thousand dollars." And I was like, "For real, bro? You're like the best tattoo artist that like I know." And he's like, "Yeah, man, the shop just like sucks or whatever." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, why does it suck?" And he's like, "Going over stuff." And I'm like, "Yo, you know what? It, going to shops sucks for me." because like I've been in this tattoo shit my whole life and then I walk into one of these shops and they look at me like 
oh, well, what the fuck do you want? Like, right. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, word, I'm way more gangster than any of you motherfuckers yeah. in there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, I'm like, word, if people like me, if it happens like that, like, imagine if you went to a tattoo shop and like, like they look at you like they're going to treat you like shit for sure. You know what I'm saying? And that's gotten a lot better in the past few years. But I think our shop is a big part of why that's gotten better. Mm. So like we were talking and I was like, we should have a shop that makes it easy for the client, a way the artist can make money, makes it easier. And like, it's like, oh, all right, cool. Like, let's do that. And then that's how Mr. Inkwells was born. And mm. then we built it. And so the way it works is like, if you're an artist, you go in there usually four to five days a week and you're there for about five hours. That's mm. it. Mm -hmm. Because with art, it's not like an eight hour a day job of like manufacturing, like putting a part in the same part. Right. right. Like it's like you're really using like your mind mind to create some art and all that stuff. So you need time off to be able to be creative. Right. Like you can't be creative 24 seven. Yeah. And so we set it up that way. We also like have the phone. So the phone never rings in the shop and that's because we have it go to a call center who like answers it first, sets the appointments oh, up cool. and does all mm -hmm. that stuff. And then we have a scheduler that's like set up for the artist and then it sends reminders to the client and all that stuff. It has them confirm it with their card. They do all that stuff. So when you're an artist, really all you have to worry about doing is being an artist mm -hmm. and, and being cool with the clients, right? right? Mm -hmm. Which makes it easy. And then we're now another part of it is a lot of artists like, they especially tattoo artists and like newer artists is they like think not only do I have to be an artist but I have to be a marketer so like how am I going to get these clients in so they go on Instagram because everybody is like Instagram's great for a gallery I'm not like against it but it's like it's a scam right to think that if you put all this effort into Instagram without spending any money on it that you're going to get famous from mm. it. Like it's a one in a billion thing. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like buying a lottery ticket. So what you need to do if you're going to do it is you got to drive traffic, do ads just like everywhere else. Well, strangely enough, that's like what I turned out being the best at doing. Like I'm a, and so back to the Virgin Island story really quick. So I moved out there to, I started an affiliate marketing network, like, and we made some money doing that. We came back. I make a lot of apps. I do a lot of stuff like that. But I have a background in like cool shit that I like to do. <laughs> so, so that's what I do for the shop. So like rather than me being in there, because a lot of shops are owner operated too. So like the owner is just doing tattoos. So mm -hmm. he's not able to do all the admin stuff and drive traffic and do all that stuff. So and then also if it ever slows down. Like, who do you think is going to be doing the tattoos, mm. right? They're like, oh, I'm going to make this money, like, instead of you guys. Well, by separating that, by me just bringing all the people in, doing all the marketing promotion, doing all that, like, we're super busy. In five years, and it only took two years to do it, we're the highest rated, most reviewed tattoo shop in all of Southern California. Wow, that's like, awesome. Yeah, like, Congrats. by a large margin, too. Mm. Like, And not to say the other tattoo shops aren't good. They're, like, a lot of them are probably great. There's bad ones everywhere, obviously. But they're just not set up in a way to make it that way. And then like the artists we have at the shop, like we have multiple artists making over six figures a year working mm -hmm. part-time. Like, yeah. And same with the piercing artists. Like, so we took over piercing recently. Like that's something we started doing a couple years ago. And those people, it, it's, we set it up the exact same way. Those people just get a pierce. We buy the best jewelry. And like, and that's another thing we do with our shop. Like 
everything we do, we try to make it literally the best. So mm. you show up in there and it's like not a question. Like we have artists that do every different style, like all that stuff. So that's awesome. So yeah, and that's and the shop works out good that way. And we have all these systems like one of the funniest thing, like, because we do a lot of education, right? Because I want people to know, like, why a tattoo is worth, you know, $500 for a tattoo. Yeah. And, like, why you would want to come here and, like, all of the... Because just people don't know. Like, usually when somebody says no about anything and you know it's good, it's because they don't K-N-O-W. They mm. don't know, right? Mm. So I always think of a no as being, like, I don't know. Because people call all the time and they're, like... I want to know how much this tattoo would be for a small tattoo. How much do you guys charge? What's your minimum? That is not how you should be shopping for something that's going to be on for the rest of your life. Like yeah. the first question needs to be like, what, who's your best artist? Who does this style? Yeah. And so, and so we have to help clients out a lot. We have a lot of systems of like being like, Hey, all the pricing's done upfront by your artist when you come in when works best for you to come in for a consultation because that's the only way for them to find out. And I feel like it's my duty to get those clients into our shop because they may go to a shitty shop and get something ruined for the rest mm. of their life. Yeah. And like, so yeah, yeah. That's like, just like I've said a few times, like our shop's all about making, getting tattooed and piercings easy and enjoyable, mm. like for everybody. I love what you just said as far as like the tattoo, like your pro like how you should be shopping it. That's how you should shop everything. First of all, I don't care if it's a bottle of water. Like that's how you <laughs> should be like, you don't want the cheapest bottle. You want like what's best for you, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like if a tattoo is, I don't know, 300 bucks and someone tells me that, I'm like, no, okay, so five or six. Like that's what I want to pay <laughs> because I want a good artist, right? I want to make sure that the artist is taken care of too. Like a thank you for this basically. Like I don't want to give you the minimum. I want to give you like what I appreciate. You know, this yeah. is, here you go yeah. like you're this is what you do you know continue doing that like this is how you provide value to the community and what are some other things because like that's how i look at it whereas some of my buddies are like oh yeah no swap me you know and i'm like whoa that's <laughs> no, <wild."> I know. <laughs> or or he'll be like oh yeah i was in the philippines and then fucking it was like 30 dollars or this yeah. and that and i'm like that's wild dude like i would never do something like that well so i think of artists right like i guess we're in southern california so this would maybe be the best like analogy for it like so there's a bunch of actors here, right? And a lot of them are terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's good actors, right? And the way that they get found isn't necessarily whether they're good or they're bad or whatever. It's like the way they get found is they go out there and they have a basically an agent, right? Like pushing them in front of places. And if you're a really bad actor and you have an agent, you will say my agent sucks and no one ever wants to hire me, right? Because right. the more directors that see that you're a terrible actor, the the more that say, hey, get out of here, right? But imagine if you're a great actor and then you have that agent and he's bringing you everywhere, well, then you become a star, right? right. Mm -hmm. But if you could be a great actor without that agent and you're just running around trying to get it figured out and you may never get found. And that's like the spooky part. And that's what a lot of artists try to do. They try to, they don't want somebody helping. Well, I mean, maybe they want it, but there just isn't somebody there. And they don't think about like how valuable that is having that agent, like bring them clients. Because mm. just like at our shop, so before we hire anybody, they do like a trial, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's so we can make sure they fit in with our team, right? We can make sure they're a good tattooer, like, and we make sure the clients have a good time with them. And then... Like, if that works out, then they start working for us. But there's been times where we've had people and they're like, 
on the borderline. They're like, okay. And we bring them clients, bring them clients. And then the clients just try to schedule with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you're like, yo, I wish I could make it work for you. But like, and you don't like to say it. Like, you don't want to be like, you're not a good artist. Because they could be. It's just maybe people don't like their stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but when you do an art or anything and you're going to invest the time in it, you need to be able to have that time pay for you to live, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're spending the majority of time doing it, you need it you need to make something from it and not only be able to live, but to be able to grow like your community, your world, help other people. Like if you're struggling the whole time, like you need to be doing something else. Right. Basically is the point. Like and then we bring artists in on the flip side to that who are good and the minute a client comes in, it's like five star review, and I want to reschedule for a month from now and a mm. month from now, and, a, and then those people are just constantly busy. Yeah. Like, but but yeah, I think a big part is like you were saying is you need to be able to make enough money that you can continue being an artist. If you're not doing that, like it's cool to want to do it or whatever, but the society that we live in, it's a capitalist society. Like mm-hmm. you need to be able to pay rent. You need to be able to do all yeah. this. And if you're not able to do that, then it's like maybe take a break on it and find another way. And, and I know that sucks to yeah. hear. Yeah. But <laughs> what would you say are some of the top qualities that make a great artist? What separates somebody who is really hitting that next level versus somebody that is just kind of just plateaued you know so almost 100 percent, it is having your own style like so when you look at like an artist's instagram or like on the website you'll be able to see like this tattoo was done by them right mm-hmm. like if you could say that now on the same note that style needs to be popular with like what's going on nowadays right so like a lot of like anime style stuff is like really popular now traditional style tattoos are always popular people really like fine line stuff right now too so there's stuff like that but then it's like curating your own style and then being great with the clients right like because a lot when you're with somebody for i mean even a small tattoo you're hanging out for an hour at least Right. right with setup and breakdown you don't want like the artist to just put headphones on and like ignore you. Yeah. You want to come in there and talk, especially because with the tattoo, it's really vulnerable, right? Like even me, every tattoo I get, I'm like scared as shit before I get it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't suck. Like, yeah. and so you come in there and like you're like, all right, give me this tattoo. And in your head, you're like, I need to act cool. I don't want to like see that it hurts. This, this, and that. It's like it's like getting a prostate exam, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm <laughs> but I'm saying you're really vulnerable when yeah. it's happening, and so you want to enjoy your time with that person yeah. while you're there. So that's important too that they're good with the clients. And then the the most important part, other than that, is like just being there and like when you say you're going to be there so artists they have a lot to do like i like i was just saying like you use your brain a lot and so what they'll do a lot of the time is they'll have these consultations and they'll be like oh this ready in a week this ready in a week this ready, and then it backs up to where you are never going to have your commission ready at the time and instead of being like hey my bad like it's going to be a little longer like they'll maybe just blow them off or something like that. Mm. Or they'll say, hey, it'll be a little longer and still not give themselves enough time. Mm. So they'll be like, oh, it's going to be like two more days when it's actually going to be a week. And like what you need to do there is be like, 
hey, I miss like quoted. I had a lot of work that I'm going to need to do. Give me an additional, because I think what you want to do is under promise and over deliver, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be like, hey, it's going to be a week. And then you get back in three days and you're like, hey, everything's ready to go. Pop on in and we'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I want to hear a little bit more too about like letting the artists do their art too. Because like some people want to come in and like, I don't know, let's say you're remodeling your house, right? Yeah. The guy comes in and he's like, oh, I want it to look this way. I want it to look this way and this way. And then it's like, well, that guy fucking builds houses all day. Like, yeah. <laughs> he knows what the deal is going on. You work in accounting. So it's like, <laughs> why don't you just let that guy do your kitchen and like it'll come out how you want it to. And you've seen his work. Like, that's my thing is I almost sometimes feel like slightly upset if I'm like, okay, I have a little bit of an idea, but I want you to do it like it's a tiger or something like that. I want how you do a tiger. I don't want to sit here and tell you like, oh, I want to do it this way. Some people are kind of anal like that though, right? Of like, I want the paw to be up here at 45 degrees. And then I mm -hmm. want like the tail to be curving at a 3.1465, like, yeah. you know, so the exact just, golden ratio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, tell us about that of like, yeah. what kind of is the sweet spot of like, just letting, what does an artist need? And obviously it varies, but like what, at what, your experiences you know what do you like so in general luckily people want like a little bit of a spin on what it is but like a lot of times now because of the internet people will see a cool tattoo and they'll be like i want this tattooed right here mm. just like this right and so if you're an artist a really quick way to diffuse that is going to be like oh i could definitely do that but you don't want it exactly like that, mm. right? Like you say mm. it in that way because like you don't want a copy of it, I right? I like that. Like yeah. it, because then you're like, well, yeah, I don't want to be an exact copy. And then that gives you an opportunity. And then a big thing that we do at the shop is so like, all right, say it's a big tattoo, like a tiger, right? And like you want particular things like you're like, I want a tiger plus my wife was born in the year of the rabbit. So I want a rabbit riding the tiger. And then <laughs> I want my birth flower and her birth flower. Mm. And then I want it in rainbow colors. Or something. Right. <laughs> but, and then, so it's like, all right, cool idea. Like, I like that. Um, we're going to try to make it a little more cohesive and I'll draw something up for you. Okay. So let's set an appointment for next week. Right. And it'll be ready to go. So what I'm going to do as the artist is I'm not going to send that to you, right? Like, so say I drew it up and I thought it was awesome. And I said, all right, I'm going to send this to you before your appointment. Then what you're going to do is get it, right? And show it to somebody. And what people naturally do, it happens to anybody. Like, if you show somebody something, they think they need to improve it. Mm -hmm. So, like, say you were going to get the tattoo. You show it to Venture and you're like, oh, yeah, here it is. And then he's like you know what, it would be a lot better if the flowers were over here and this was here and this was here. Right. You Because you feel the need as a person to make something better, even if it doesn't need the change, right? That would be an interesting study to watch too. Like, yeah. That's really interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, imagine if I said, what do you think about my outfit? You'd be like, it's okay. I wouldn't have worn short socks. <laughs> and then like, maybe this wasn't the best sweater. Like, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, you would always have a critique because right. theoretically you can always make it better. Uh -huh. and, um, and that's a good trade in humans right because we're trying to make stuff better but sometimes we step on our own toes so the trick is is you're like yeah and then they're like all right well when am i going to see it you're like yo i'm going to show it to you that day so if you want to make any changes we could do it in person together and it makes it so much better because communication not together is difficult too. Like mm. if you're like, I want that flower more flowery. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, right. Like, and so in person, like you make the changes right there and then you do it. Like that makes it a lot better. It's just like the olden days. Like, that's what I always think. I think tattoos are like 
the modern day Renaissance, right? So back in Renaissance times, everybody, they spent their fun money on commissioning paintings, right? Mm. Like that's what they do. And everybody worked together on them too. That's a thing that gets lost in like the fame of some people. So like Leonardo da Vinci, I'm like, all these paintings, he only did them. Like, it's just not true. He had like a whole team that he worked with. Like he did a lot of the work and directed it, but they worked as a team. It was an artist workshop. Like that's where that comes from. And that, just like I mentioned earlier, like I believe that teams are what make things better, like mm -hmm. much, much better. And so they work together and they do it and they create these great artworks. Well, nowadays, no one commissions like paintings that I know of. I mean, maybe there's a couple people that do it, right? And like back then, it was only like kings and queens and the Medicis and like all these people that could afford to do it. Well, nowadays, like tattoos, they're open for almost anybody. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, you may have to save your money for a couple months or whatever to get really what you want, but they're very accessible to mm -hmm. everybody. And that's what we commission nowadays. Like we commission artwork on our skin and it's going to be one of those things that's like in the future. I don't, I don't know. Like if they find our bodies and we have all these tattoos, they're going to maybe they'll think we're all warriors or something. I, don't know. I always thought that would be funny about a prison. Right. So imagine like the world gets destroyed or whatever. And then like a thousand years or somebody and an archeologist and they like find this prison. They're like, Oh my God, this is a castle full of warriors. <laughs> they're all covered in debt. They would think it was like a good thing. Yeah. Right? They'd be like, Oh yeah, this must be a big, this was probably the coolest thing ever. Like, yeah. yeah. I think about that too. Even just, with the stuff that they find they're like oh yeah this spoon was used and i'm like that might not be a spoon like yeah. you don't know unless yeah. you were there you're like they, they were doing something with their butt like you are like you'll act like they can read the damn like egyptian hieroglyphs right. no, so i'm no. like you don't know what the fuck that means yeah. all right yeah no. just because what you said kind of works with it right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's cool well yeah. do you have any closing questions how often do you get new tattoos um like so there's a big one that I want now. So for me, like, I don't know, I'm wearing a sweater, so it's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm like almost covered yeah. up like everywhere, like not on my face or anything, but I do have one on my ear yeah. like, and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, so it gets tougher, like to figure out where you want to put this stuff. And in all honesty, at least my ideas get like mainstream considered mm. dumber. Like, <laughs> like it's, uh, I remember when I was younger and I saw people with like tattoos. I'm like, why would you get that? Yeah. Like the most recent tattoo that I've been thinking about getting is like in this little space right here. I want like a carpenter's hammer, just like a hammer with the claws mm. on the back and everything. And like, if I was younger when I was first getting my tattoos and I would have been like, I think I'm just going to get a hammer. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, that's the <laughs> dumbest thing. Like, why would you get a hammer tattooed? And the reason behind it is, is I like building things. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like, I was like, oh yeah, that kind of represents it. And mm. then as a dude too, like, so when I, like, do you have any tattoos? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, sometimes you get out of the shower, you notice your tattoos or whatever, mm. and it's like fucking cool. Mm. So like, I have them like all on like my legs mm. too. They're almost done. Like up to here. And then my tattoos go down to like my boxer line, mm -hmm. I guess you'd say. 
And then, like, so when I get out of the shower, I'm, like, covered in tattoos. But then I have, like, the skin boxers, <laughs> uh-huh. which is, like, weird looking to me now because there's so many in the other spots. So I'm going to get, like, these connectors. That, like, mm, But it's smart. just it, it's just weird, though, because you think of, like, a hip tattoo being, like, a chick tattoo. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, it's, like... Well, when you start there, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I know. There. Yeah. So, but now I'm, like, going to fill it out. But in all honesty, like... If you have any tattoos on your thighs, especially a dude, I, I mean, unless you normally shave your legs, I normally don't, but I have to shave them for all my thighs and then you wear pants around mm. and it is so irritating to heal them, dude. Yeah. Like, and it gets itchy and mm. like all that stuff. So with this one, I'm planning on getting this hip tattoo of like a snake and this, uh, like steer skull and all this stuff. Mm. Okay. But, um... I, like, don't want to heal it at all. Yeah. Like, I'm just... Because I've healed, like, when you do the math, it's almost, like, three, two or three weeks for each tattoo. And so, like, I've been... I've spent probably 50% of my life healing tattoos. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, like... But I'll probably get it because it's the winter. It's not like I'm going to be surfing or in the right. water or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm going to wear a kilt when I get it. I was just thinking. I was like, just yeah. wear a kilt. Like, no, I know. Air yeah. it out. Like, it'll be I fun. feel I could pull that off. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I'm Scottish. Like, let my hair down with, like, Braveheart or something. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, cancel my appointment. They're like, no, th- th- this is the guy that runs it. No, we're no, good. No, right? And it's only, and I'd only look weird for two weeks. So, like, after the two weeks, I'd be back to normal. I'm like, I could live. Most of my life, I've looked cool. So. <laughs> Which one of your tattoos hurt the most? This one on the palm. Oh, I've, oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like legit. Like, so I have a bunch of side tattoos, uh-huh. like going to my armpits and everything. Those were definitely the worst before I got this. Uh-huh. But when I got this tattoo, it legit was like. So normally, like you get a tattoo and it's like, oh, this hurts, like, and it could hurt pretty bad. But after like two hours is when you're like, oh, all right. Like, and you're like biting your lip Mm. when it's happening. Like this from the moment on, my brain was like trying to think of an excuse to not finish this tattoo right now. Like it was like, I remember one time when I was a kid, I was fighting like, because that's what we did when we skateboarded. Everybody, (laughs) we were like a little gang. But I remember I was fighting this kid and he was beating me up in all honesty. And he was on top of me and he was punching me in the back of the head into the hot asphalt. Right. (laughs) And I, in my brain was like how do I get out of this? Like, how do I, how do I just be like, you won this fight? Like, I would never actually say that, but your brain starts trying to get you out of stuff. Like, uh-huh. and be like, and luckily I got like saved. Like I was able to like roll them off of me and I didn't have to say it, but it, that was the same thing when this was happening. <laughs> I was just like, like, I'm not going to give up and be like, Oh, this hurts too bad and scream right. or whatever. But my brain's like, how do I get out of it? Yeah. And I was like, but how would I face anybody if I said it hurt too bad? Yeah. And I'm like, da, 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 da. and I was like, all right, I'm not really going to do it. But, but yeah, it was bad, it was but it bad. only took like 45 minutes. So okay. it wasn't terrible, but are you thinking of any placements for anything new? Cause I did my, my side and my ribs. That mm. one was gnarly. And then I did my upper back. That one was wild. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to take a few years off. Like yeah. I was just, it was like consistent 18, 19. And then I was like, oh yeah, we're skipping for a little while. Yeah. So it's like, mine didn't hurt at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because it's so tiny Little too. Like ones. it's just like it's a quote down here on my hip, so yeah. it's not like you had to like fill it in or like it was. I barely felt it. Um, but I don't know. Like, like I keep a dragon going back, on the back or something like. Well, that. I keep going back and forth between doing something really big on my back, 
or just having small, tiny little ones here and there. So I don't know. We'll see. The mix will work. And yeah, those little tattoos, I had never really like gotten them. Like, because I always used to just go big with everything I got. But a lot of my tats now are little. And yeah, it's a totally different experience yeah. when you get a little one. It's yeah. just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that was easy. You can do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was nothing. Yeah. But this one's going to be big that I get. Yeah. That's what I'm worried. But, yeah. But I'll get it eventually. And the cool part, too, that I don't think, like, people who maybe don't have tattoos, you'll, maybe you can have an opinion on this. When I got the thing that I was thinking about, it just, I like, I feel free. Like, I finally got the thing that I was thinking about every day for, like, a year, right? Yeah. Now, I don't even, I step out the shower. You have to remind me of, like, some stuff that I have. I'm like, oh, yeah, there is a buffalo on my back. Like, I forgot that yeah, that's yeah. even there. So, it's like, if you're thinking about it all the time, like, on a daily or weekly basis, just fucking do it. Like, stop yeah. being a pussy about well, it. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, that's one of the things that people can do that other animals can't. Like, there's other animals, like a peacock who's got, like, cool feathers or, like, chameleons can change their color. Like, like us as people, like a cool thing we can do is color on ourselves and right. it stays there forever. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming out. Hopefully your, uh, you know, most recent podcast now is a good experience <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, we did our jobs, but we like to leave our listener and our guests with one final question and it's helps the show grow and it helps us meet really cool people like yourself who are maybe two to three people, hopefully in the Southern California community. They could be a part of your team. They could be, you know, somebody that you guys are in partner with, could be just like a cool buddy that you would like to see come on the show and maybe share a little bit about their story um let me think of three good people everybody that i know has good stories so it's not like i'm trying to i'm just trying to think of the best ones yeah uh, yeah because i'm sure a lot of and i guess i'm really thankful for that too most people are like oh, i can't think of anybody yeah I'm trying to think of so a lot of the artists at the shop are really cool i'm trying to think of uh I, there's two different artists that actually came from Cleveland to like live the California dream, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Angelica and Wolf, they, they would be cool. Like, and they're, well, one came from Cleveland, one came from Cincinnati. So both from Ohio. Um, but yeah, they're cool. Um, my buddy Alex, uh, He's, he's in Italy a lot and here a lot, oh, okay. but he, um, I'm helping him actually, uh, he developed an app for the United Nations, like oh, climate really control and stuff. Wow. Yeah. And I'm helping him do the marketing, um, for all that stuff too. And then, um, let me think of another, I'm just trying to think of all the little yeah. worlds I'm in, the yeah. best little things. And then, uh, yeah, I think, um, let's see. In this episode, we're barely scratching the surface, too. Like, this yeah. was kind of just, we talked about a lot of tattoo stuff. Fuck, I want to hear about more marketing stuff on the next time you come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, other stuff. We could talk about parenting more. Like, yeah. we love hearing your opinion oh, I know, on things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess my buddy James would be good, too. He does, um, he's created and started tons of different businesses and stuff cool. like that. And he's, um, most recently, what he's doing is he's buying all these, like, nice properties that are by the beach and turning them into airbnbs and then he's starting his own like airbnb thing but only for like really nice destinations mm. where you don't have to pay the fees and you could like list your stuff on there without the fees oh, oh that's cool, cool. So, yeah. yeah that's awesome well, we'll reach out and you know, yeah. hopefully see if we can get something set up well yeah. hey we appreciate you coming on all yeah. right hopefully we'll be back real soon this has been natural thoughts and talks hope you guys had a good episode i know we sure did have a good day bye bye We are back with the digest. The digest. Who's the digest for? Mm, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
we're picking today you're right tyler <laughs> yeah tyler was a really fun episode yeah you know it's one of those things where we were in sweden during the bookings right so i wasn't going to be on international calls or something like just time zones Dash, to gets figure that too. out exactly and honestly it was just a time zone thing like i wasn't going to wake up in the middle of the night call yeah. you in the middle of the night and i just wanted to enjoy vacation mm-hmm. i i do what i hate to do which is book people cold like that without at least having a five minute conversation of like hey this is our show you know we're really interested in talking to you about some of this stuff but we can honestly talk about whatever and do you sound interested usually yeah fuck yeah hell yeah you know what i mean so we didn't know what we were getting sometimes it can be someone that just comes in and takes a shit and then sometimes it's like like tyler where Mm -hmm. it's really cool fun stuff so usually with the business owners it's like eight out of 10 are really great, right? right? Because they do like talking about their processes. They're very thoughtful in what they do. And they've kind of have a couple of battle scars to kind of strengthen them. And you know what I mean? Just navigate stuff like that. So and with those types of people, like, let's say we just have a friend over that or, you know, whoever that doesn't necessarily have like a business or, you know, um, it can be a little hard having a conversation. But if you're, if you have someone that, oh, I built my own business there's so much you can build off of. Like, mm-hmm. how did you build it? When? Why this business? You know, yeah. what are your team. obstacles? Like, what? Do you, where do you want to go in the future? Like, it's a little bit easier making that episode than someone that is like... It's like pulling Hi. teeth. Like, how was your weekend? You know what I mean? Like, and then, oh, I didn't do much. And you're like, well, all right, cool. I guess we're talking about myself then. Mm-hmm. So look what I saw. And then that's what it has to become to yeah. keep the show rolling is, okay, you don't want to talk? Cool. Well, I'll just chat. And then yeah. we've even had people on that we didn't air where they won't even react to the stuff that I'm bringing up about myself. So that's gotten kind of hard. Without yeah. you too, I've just done a solo podcast before and it's just not fun at all. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like I'm talking to a wall. And I start to hate the sound of my own voice after yeah. 10 minutes. And then we just wrap those up at 12 minutes and I'm like, all right, bye. It's, I just, I think it's weird. I mean, Tyler was amazing. Yeah. This is not about Tyler at all, but it's weird when people don't know how to have a conversation. Like yeah. if I'm asking you something or if we're talking about something, the fact that you just like give me an answer and that's it, like you don't give me anything else. Who does that? Yeah. And that's the weird part. That's why we set up the fucking... Because I can tell on the vibe with a five-minute phone yeah. call. Right, if it's like something that I want to hear more about or if eh, we're mm-hmm. good. Like yeah. we'll be in contact and then just yeah. never just ghost them. Right. <laughs> oh. But that's how it is. Right. Yeah. But that one was really fun. I like what you said after and you were like, oh, he's not what I thought he was going to mm-hmm. be, which is really cool. That's why I like having people from the tattooing industry because i know how diverse it is and it's nothing negative like it wasn't like oh i was positively surprised or negative it's just like it was just different from what like yeah you're just prejudiced that's what it is not at all it's just the i think the typical like idea of what i have like a tattoo shop owner looks like wasn't tyler Mm. you know what i mean like i don't know it was just like nothing bad nothing you know good it was just it was very different from what i had expected yeah um but yeah no it was but great. what did you expect that's what i'm trying to say is what are your expectations because sometimes i just don't have expectations like, i think i was expecting more like um michael the barber mm. I, I was expecting him to look more like that yeah than what he did shout out to mike yeah he's a just fun like guy. like um i don't know just like a darker vibe 
Mm-hmm. Um, More of a like a skatery. Yeah, he was like a skate. Like I bet when he was younger, he probably did kind of have no, that vibe. No, he did skate and like he was yeah. like a skater, but just in a different way. I don't know. It was more of like a. He's got more dad vibes now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> where like he like retired. Uh, yeah, like a retired guy. skater. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. But he also was super positive too. Mm-hmm. So where I think you think sometimes where it's going to be a more of like a like uh, like a prison guy, you know, and then like. Uh, <sighs> it's just people love the art yeah right and it literally does bring everybody from cheyenne who that's like a little easter egg right where that one hasn't even come out yet Mm -hmm. but just great people that's what i like there's no more diverse area like if we had flight attendants on i'm sure we can make magic with that but it's like we kind of get it okay young lady you like this you want to travel like we get it but tattoo artists it's like you could have somebody that went to jail for 20 years and then they're like fuck i learned how to tattoo inside or it's like oh yeah no i'm a i was a stay-at-home mom i took this up as a side hobby and i guarantee you there's a lady out there that's like the best tattoo artist yeah. in the area and just that like it fell on her lap yeah so it was and cool I, and i think that's like with the whole tattoo industry in general of because there are so many different um people that are owning shops and that are tattoo artists it i think it makes the customers or the clients a little bit more open and comfortable with that too because if there's only one type of person it's like mm, i don't know like it's a little it could be scary depending on who the person is or it could be like oh maybe you don't do the style that i want to but now because it is so much more diverse and there's women and there's men and there's young old whatever i think there is something for everyone mm-hmm. and it i think like with me it's like if i want something small I, there are so many people that I, I can go to versus if, you know, back, back, back in the day when it wasn't super like fine line stuff, it was more like heavy, you know, that type of style. I, I wouldn't have anyone to go to, you mm-hmm. know, but now there's like so many different people that do it that it makes, I think the clients feel a little bit more. Yeah. And remember how we were talking about you, this is a sidebar, for like, I, Hannah loves to plan things, right? But I oftentimes don't plan and then I hate it when things don't plan and I get overwhelmed, right? So if we're talking about your body as a work of art, how are you as far, because I have everything planned out for the most part, like generally, like if we were asking, I don't have the exact blueprint, mm-hmm. but I have a vibe of, okay, this is something that I want. It can change, but it, it's not going to be like better or worse. It'll just be different. Instead of a bear, it might be a school bus or mm-hmm. something like that. You know what I mean? So, oh, quiet down. That's unnecessary. I hate that. You didn't like Ugh. let them know we were recording? You didn't mm. get the permit to close down the street? They didn't care. Wow. They said, we don't care. <laughs> okay, but if you don't plan, right, and then it just kind of never happens, right? And then right. it's something that, like, you kind of wanted. How does that work out? Like, where are you at on that spectrum? With, like, art? Like, with tattoos? Yeah. So what do you need in order to make it, like, a success? Because right now, I think I just need money. You know yeah. what I mean? You give me a couple extra bucks. I'm There's nothing. Okay, let's start this leg up. Right. Let's get it done. I liked what he was talking about with um, like getting the leg pieces because he's hairy and it gets itchy. <laughs> and then I was looking at my legs in the shower the other day and I was like, I have no hair on my legs Mm-mm. for the most part. So that's not an issue at all for me. So that's actually probably a good placement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, your, your, your whole body is not, it's pretty hairless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and there is one that I actually have been thinking a little bit more about and that I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to get that. The cherries on my wrist. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk to Josephine a little bit more about it too, if she wants to do it with me. That would be really cute. Um, if not, I'll still do it. Like, 
you know. Yeah. Um, but it would be a cool twin thing to do too. Yeah. Like little two cherries. Yeah. So I, I know I want that. And then me and Sarah were actually talking about tattoos today at work. Um, I want to get, and here I am again. Like I know the placement, but I don't know what to get. Finger tattoos. Okay. I like finger tattoos, even like like the ones inside the finger, like on the inside, but also like on top of the finger too. Those are cute. Even like, have you seen the little dots that people sometimes put? Like, I'd love to see it right here. Yeah, I'll show you pictures. Finger tattoos, um, arm, like something. But I, I think I am leaning more towards smaller stuff. That's cool. Um, rather than bigger tattoos. Gotcha. Um, ankle, I still want to do. Um, yeah, so. Here I am with my locations, but no idea of what. <laughs> that's progress, though. Yeah. That's better than a couple months ago when we mm-hmm. had this conversation. It was just a lot of I don't knows. Yeah. So, good job. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to get the cherry soon. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, we have options to yeah. take a look at. I know. We have a bunch of tattoo artists that we know of now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You know that started because my mom asked, like, sometime at the end of last year and i was oh i don't have anybody oh, so yeah. i just reached out to a bunch of people and yeah. we kind of just have them on the show regularly yeah. now so mm-hmm. that's kind of fun yeah you get choosing who do we want to do yeah i like that yeah i'm a bit excited yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you got for me to close on let's get one more topic in here what let's get one more topic what have you been thinking about lately anything a- crazy anything that's been pissing you off when i no not necessarily pissing me off um when I was at school yesterday, the um, the teacher in the class that I'm trying to get into, she um, had a twin sister. So oh, she, that's yeah. cool. So she shared, because she was like, here, a little bit about me, about me, you know, the typical stuff. Identical? No, I, well, I asked her afterwards, too, because we, because um, then we went all like around the room, everyone said their name, and then something interesting about them. And I was like, oh, she said she had a twin. Let me, you know, try to, you know, get do some something. some brownie points. Yeah, uh-huh. honestly, to get her, you know whatever. So I was like, Oh, I'm actually also a twin or whatever. And then after class, when I went to go up to her to talk to her again about the whole class stuff, I asked her, I was like, are you, are you guys like identical? She was like, no, we're fraternal. I was like, Oh, okay. She's like, are you guys? I was like, yeah, we're identical. She's like, she goes here too. I was like, yeah, but she's a psychology major. She's not like here in the business. She's like, Oh, that's so fun. I was like, yeah. I got my two cents on that. People who are fraternal twins need to shut the fuck up. They're not like twins. Don't Try yeah. to act like you're special. You're brother and sister or like sis- you guys are siblings, yeah. all right? There's nothing special about the fact that your dad had an extra load going through. Or no, no, no. no. Is it the fact that there's your mom was dropping two sets of eggs, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And they both got fertilized. Like yeah. big whoop, all yeah. right? You want to impress me. I want you to split in half <laughs> and then become two separate human beings independently of each other and then look the exact same and have the same DNA yeah speaking of like kids and like the odds of like splitting you know whatever um i was thinking about like if you are identical you can when you split you can obviously become conjoined if it doesn't work out yeah but then i was also like it's crazy how many kids are born on a fucking daily Mm -hmm. and there's so many that are healthy you told me that a long time ago and i still remember being like yeah like what are you like mind blown about no but you know what i mean like because you do see like the the horror stories of like, you know, this, this happened or my kid, you know, has this horrible disease or whatever. And they but come then, out pretty right for the most part. Right. Right. But like, you know, but you know, you, you hear those really bad ones of like, yeah. Oh my God, like my kid is only going to make it to three, you know, things like that. But then also you have your nephew who just came out and he's like, he's perfect. You yeah. know what I mean? He's great. You know, Definitely. but it's crazy just knowing that there 
are so many possibilities of things going wrong because there are so many kids that are getting born every single day. But there's most of the time, it really does turn out really good. I hear what you're saying. It's it, weird. Uh, it, what, what is weird? Well, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that's what good. I'm saying. You're like, it's weird. It seems like you're in the, like, the camp that's like, I wish more babies were dying because it would make no, more sense. No, no, no. I just think because, I think because the stories of the sick children or like the injured, you know, whatever, kind of take up like all the air in the all room. All the air. You think that, oh my God, like my child might, you know, be born like this. Mm-hmm. But then you don't think about, well, that happened one in 10,000 or let's say one in two million. You know what I mean? Like it's very rare. So the chance of your child being born with like this deformity is very low. So now I have a question for you. And I'm going to say I have opinion on everything. Mm. So here we go. If everything works out pretty well most of the time, why do mothers have so much anxiety over the pregnancy process? over like having babies and doing this and doing that. Cause it seems like if you, let's say you get pregnant tomorrow, baby, I'm like, well, the, I think the odds are kind of you looking at your family, you're just looking at everything around. It pretty much works out, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to hurt. But other than that, like it works out. People yeah. have you take, you don't have to do it alone either. That's one of those things. that's pretty cool. I'm sure back a thousand years ago, it was like, go on and get in the cave and come back out with a baby, right? Like figure it out. You got to do that on your own, but there's all sorts of tech and just like science to help you out. It's pretty cool. I think it, I think people do need to think more of like, well, if I look at my parents or my mom and my sisters and my, my family of like, oh, okay, well, everything actually did work out. People need to have a little bit more comfort and reassurance of like, no, it'll, it'll be okay. But then I do also think that because a pregnancy is so individual, of like my pregnancy isn't going to be the same as like my sister's mm-hmm. or even if I have multiple kids, those pregnancies are not going to be the exact same either. I think that is what kind of like, Ooh, like, well, how is this one going to be? Yeah. Um, because it is so individual too. like one pregnancy, you might feel sick the whole time. The second pregnancy, you might not feel sick at all. I get um, that. So it, it does differ depending on like, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I think people do need to realize more that like, it's fine most of the time it will turn out great um but then also be prepared that things can happen and just be aware and prepared for that but not walk around and be scared of like you know you want to know what i think about that i don't think all genetics need to be passed on i was Mm -hmm. listening to this show and the girl on there was like oh my gosh, I'm like 35 or 36. Like she's getting to the, you know, the last second. So you better get it done now or it's not happening. Right. And I guess her grandparents died and she was like, well, I need to, I felt this urge to actually like pass these genetics on. And you look at her and it's like, I'm not trying to act like I'm just some amazing genetic freak. Right. But Mm. her situation was very average, very like there's nothing going on to where it's like, oh, we can't, replicate this right to where you look at your genetics very solid the data doesn't lie baby if you're somebody that just walks on the street and you have multiple people telling you how at least beautiful you are how like smart you are how um charismatic you are like there's a genetic component that gets played with a lot of those qualities to where you know what i mean like that's something that could get passed on Mm -hmm. right some of the stuff were just like, not everybody needs to have their kid from them though, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have fucking bad knees, bad hip, and you're just not very athletic, you're not very smart, like 
what are we doing here? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can adopt. It's totally fine. You can go foster some kids. All right. Like there's nothing great going on. Right. But who, somebody like me who walks around and hears on a daily basis, almost you have a perfect skin tone. You know what I mean? Like you just are so handsome. You just have amazing curls, this and that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh yeah, no, I think I should probably reproduce. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I should do society the justice of reproducing. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I have uh, I have friends that have chosen or even said that like I don't I don't think it's right for me to reproduce. Oh, due to medical yeah. conditions. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really you know responsible. What I mean? And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think um, what I said kind of got out there a little bit, like it went off the curb a yeah. little bit. Where I know what I want to say. People who are trying really, really hard Mm. to where they kind of, God is kind of telling you like, hey, you guys really aren't a link. And then you keep forcing it and forcing it. Mm -hmm. And you want to go through multiple rounds of like doctor visits and this and that and that just to try to make it. If that was us, it would be like, hey, no, no, let's just adopt. Like, if, yeah. you know what I mean? Just that's how I feel. How do you feel? Yeah. We never talked about this. Like, let's try naturally. Yeah. If it's really, I mean, clearly get the testing, like, you know, figure out oh, who's low in this, who's high in this, right? Try it, but don't go through the whole. No, and, and I, I've, I mean, I've talked to friends with about this too of like, yeah, I'll, I'll try naturally and, you know, like the, the regular route of, you know, just getting pregnant. Um, But I do not have, if that doesn't work out, I do not have this extreme urge to let's go through surgery and let's go through this and let's go. Because I just also feel like that's just too, way too much on my body. Mm. Um, Let's say I have to do these injections that you have to do with the IVF stuff. I don't want to put my body through that. Yeah, definitely. And then a pregnancy after that. And mentally too, I think that's there. That's a lot. So I would much rather adopt. Yeah, foster. Than, you know what I mean. Whole thing. And like, there are so I think there are so many options for like not having biological kids of like doing it other ways. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you can really change a life too. Of like, if you adopt a kid that was born into a world and a family that was not fit to have this baby, if you then instead. Take, yeah. the, take care of that baby and you give that baby a great life that's still your child i think that's too of like that's still your child yeah i don't i don't like when it's like oh is it your biological child no it's not but it's my child like it's whether it's from my body or not it's my child yeah you know what i mean and i think people kind of they put that line there and they put that front up of like oh it's not you know what i mean and no like i don't i don't feel a crazy urge to have a biological child definitely to the point where i'm going through surgery and testing and fucking tubes and whatever no i don't i don't need that i love it i like to end on maybe just hey whatever your decision is be confident in it right i mean do what's right for you like do whatever makes you feel good if that is 10 rounds of ivf that's for you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um i think everyone's journey is very different yeah just and be, let's accept that just fucking send it either way you go send it yeah. go hard yeah go hard or go home <laughs> all right this has been natural thoughts and talks i love you love you catch you guys later bye bye